Pride fans, Mark Daniels here. And as we keep you busy with lots of news, information, and stuff, we get a chance to talk uh, with a, a UCF fan favorite. And really, as I look at it, on this uh, little Zoom call right here, two of the fastest people at UCF, myself and the great uh, Otis Anderson. You don't mind if I put myself in that category fast, do you, Otis? <laughs> nah, no problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, how you been, man? I mean, tell me what's going on with you. And, and, and how you're doing your best to kind of stay in shape. You look ripped. So so what's a typical day like for you right now, man? Um, so pretty much just waking up, um, making sure that I get on the Zoom calls, staying locked in, um, making sure I stay focused on the film, uh, staying focused on the uh, installs, and then I'll go work out right after. So I'm pretty much working out five to six times a week, um, probably a rest day on Sunday. But a lot of different um, – outside agility courses that I put myself through just to make sure I stay agile um, while I'm gaining weight. You talk about your weight gain. What'd you come in at at UCF and ideally uh, what do you want to play out for the upcoming season weight-wise? Um, I came in at 154. <laughs> yeah. uh, I was 154 uh, soaking wet. And now I, I look at playing, I want to play at at least 180 to 185. What's that? I mean, it, it, what's that balance to keep your speed? You know, you put on some weight, it's going to be muscle. Um, has that been kind of a challenge and an adjustment on putting on that weight, but obviously keeping the speed there? Um, so I think the speed is pretty much it. I don't think it's going to really leave. I think that the biggest uh, challenge I had was actually getting the weight to stick. So I'll have days where I'll be up, I'll be up, um, four pounds and then I'll come back the next day and I'm down too. So it was just uh, finding the right balance to be able to make the weight stick. And I think once I learned that, um, the continuous uh, working out and, and things like that, it just kept me agile and kept me with um, quick twitch fibers. So the, uh, keeping the speed wasn't really a problem. What's a, I mean, what's a diet? What's a typical day of meals for Otis Anderson? What's for breakfast? What's for lunch? Take me through a day as far as what you eat, man. All right, so um, breakfast, my dad usually cooks um, a skillet. So I had like potatoes, bacon, ham, and cheese. So that's the breakfast. Um, I usually eat like two plates of that. That's a um, meat lover's breakfast, man, right there, right? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> right. And, um, for for the lunch, um, sometimes I'll, I'll have, like, some type of uh, Chick-fil-A or, or Zaxby's. Just trying to make sure I stay with the with the meat protein. Um, just keep it piling up. And then for dinner, it's just whatever my mom decides to cook. So um, I'll never turn out my mom's cooking. What, 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 give me one or two of mom's best dishes, whether they're healthy or not for you. But <laughs> what are some of mom's <laughs> best dishes? Um, I love it when she makes um, pork chops, fried pork chops. Um, then she has like macaroni and cheese and um, green beans and different things like that. Pork chops and mac and cheese is a great meal, man. It's an awesome meal. Right. By the way, your mom, I think, is more popular than you on social media, right? Yes. <laughs> no doubt <laughs> about it. What's that like to, 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 to watch her uh, you know, and, and her following grow where, where mom truly is a following on social media? Um, it's kind of, it's kind of weird because I don't really see too many other players, um, mothers being that active on social media and growing up, my mom wasn't really too 
active on social media. She'll have like Facebook just to keep um, the family updated on different things. But um, just to watch her uh, growth um, on social media within these last couple of years and gain so many followers and, and so many fans. Um, I can't count on my on my hands how many times I was signing autographs just because people love my mom. So um, I think it's just it's pretty crazy. It's unexpected. That's the biggest word. Who who who's better at TikTok videos? You or mom? Oh no, I'm definitely better at TikTok videos. Mom doesn't. Uh, I don't think she's gonna be a, a, a TikToker. I don't think she's gonna have the patience for that app. Well, I mean, you've got pretty good. I mean, t- t- I mean, for for those that haven't seen yet, what will they uh, check out if they get to see you uh, doing some TikTok videos? Um, I have a TikTok video coming up soon, but um, I can't really I can't really explain what it's going to be. I wanted to be a surprise, but I respect that. It'll be a um cool video of me being a jack of all trades. So let's see it. Um, when 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 you're Growing up, tell me about the early days playing football. Do you remember the first game, the first uh, a few years of playing a peewee football? Um, first game. That's pretty. That's pretty hard to remember because I was so young. But um, I can remember my first game in, in football pads, which was the following year, and um, I was supposed to be at running back. But the quarterback didn't show up to the game on time. Like his parents couldn't get him to the game on time. So I had to, um, I mean, I guess I was always a jack of all trades because I had to step in that quarterback. And um, my first play that I ever ran the ball um, was a quarterback sneak. I think that might have been like the seventh play of the game. So I was handing the ball off for six plays before. And my dad told me to um, do a quarterback keep, so a bootleg, naked bootleg. And when I turned the corner, um People that I was watching uh, were just amazed at how fast I was because I was kind of on the younger scale of the um, age group that I was playing in. But just the separation that I created, um, a lot of people was telling me that I was going to make it far in football if I, if I kept my head on straight. And before you came to UCF, you had experience in championship games, University Christian and and, and, and a couple of times the Citrus Bowl. So, I mean, I was – it was old hat for you coming to Orlando because it's been a good town for you before you got here as a night, right? Right. Yeah. So, um, back to back, uh, that's something that's, that's hard, no matter what um, classification you're in and just being able to make it to state, you have to take great pride in it. So my last year, um, I was, I was so happy to make it back to state because I'm in my high school career in Orlando and I'm, going to start my college career in Orlando. So um, I wanted to end with a bang, and I wanted to start with a bang, and I think I pretty much did it. You know, I, I'm sure you will look back. we got a big year ahead, and, and you know, we'll have a football season, and hopefully, you know, our fans will get a chance to be a part of it as well. But what does it mean to you when you look back? I know that, you know, Adrian Killens meant a lot to you, you know, him coming to UCF. You coming in, getting to play as a freshman immediately, and 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 to be part of this program, going from where it was to where it is now, you know, to, to have such national buzz. What does that mean to you? Because I mean, you're part of that group that, that that chose to come here when it wasn't the big brand, and 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 now, you know, 35 and four the last three years. What does that mean to you to be a part of it? Um, words can't explain. Um, this is something that you can only dream of, and I don't even think that the that the big 
big dream was to be in this position. I think the biggest dream for me coming in was to make an uh, impact immediately and just set the tone so later down the line, this school can be where we're at now. So just to see us see the expectations, um, you have to kind of look back to realize the greatness that you've done. So when you're living in it, it's not really that big of a deal. But um, now that I'm getting closer to the end of my college career, um, I realize the greatness that has happened. And I can't help but be proud of the things that I've done and the things that um, the class before me has done. Because we came in, we committed, we signed to a 0-12 team. I committed to an 0-12 team. So to see this this just completely flip um, is amazing. This is something that you can only dream of. I talked to you about this before, but I'm asking you to kind of uh, a- answer again. The way UCF has used running backs, it's great competition. That room is loaded with talent. You know, when you got here, guys in front of you, now you look at guys behind you. You know, uh, it, obviously we talked about Adrian Killens and, you know, uh, Greg McCray and Ben Tavis and all those players. Um, what does that group mean to you? Because there's so much talent there and it, it, you know, talk about like running back you and things like that. But um, how do those guys motivate you, and how does that help you stay fresh? Because and, and we'll get to all the things you do, but no one's asked to carry it twenty five times a game. So, how does that help you stay at the top of your game? Yeah. Um. So it pretty much helps me. Um. Stay locked in. You have to stay locked in because you can have the slightest um slip up and. Maybe that might cost you some playing time because we have so many great running backs. So that kind of keeps everybody motivated. Um, we push each other because we want to see each other excel. That's um, We pushed Mentavious so hard last year so he can finally get things rolling. And um, I think it worked out perfectly. Me and AK always push each other since I first came in. We pushed Greg extra hard. So um, just having that friendly competition, knowing that the, the man to your right and the left um, they can do amazing things as well. Um, it kind of lightens up the load, so you don't really have to worry too much about what you have to do. You just have to worry about what you can do and what the um, rest of the running backs will do. Listen, you go from running back a meeting room to wide receiver meeting room. Do you ever just joke around and go like the DBs and say, let me just try it here to pop in a meeting once in a while? Um, yeah, I've done it a couple <laughs> times, and they welcome me in where uh, open arms. So <laughs> that's something that's something that's pretty much, that's pretty crazy. Um I, I don't really know too many college football players that I do that, but um new position. And now the QB the, room. I mean I, I mean now that I know your quarterback go in the QB room there and hang out with those guys as well, right? You know, be okay. Oh yeah, I I'll go in there and we'll um talk football I'll, I'll call out the reads just like them. So what um what has it meant to you and, and try to describe that moment it's a home game. It's a big game. The place is packed. Take me through those seconds when the door opens out of the locker room, down that tunnel before you come out in the field. Try to describe what that's like, especially like a night game and you feel that vibration. What is that walk from just the locker room out to that tunnel like? Um, I think it's before you even open the doors. Uh, I think it's when we're doing a prayer and – the, the locker room doors are basically trying to jump open because of the bounce house. And um, once you finish praying and you stand up and you put your helmet on, before you tap out, um, it's like you get a, a cold rush, you get chills. And um, once you once you step out of that locker room and under inside of the tunnel, under the stadium, 
you feel everything vibrating and, and all you can do is just take deep breaths because this is it's not nerve-wracking but it's it, it gives you butterflies you're ready to play you're anxious to play but you have to remember to stay calm and um they came to see you play so you have to just you have to embrace it as long as you can before you get on the field what's your favorite touchdown that you recall at UCF whether it's just a great play big moment um you know, maybe breaking free and you're in the right spot to look up and see the jumbo trying to watch yourself running. I mean, what's your favorite <laughs> touchdown that you can think of? Um, honestly, out of all touchdowns, um, that have came in great moments. I think I'll say the USF touchdown, um, freshman year, uh, just because that that was kind of my solidifying moment to um to the legacy that I've created. Um, and it helped this team create the great legacy that we have. Um. Because there's no turn, no telling how the game would have turned out. Um, Mike Hughes would have probably still returned the uh, the kick for a touchdown. But um, I just I just feel great that I was able to to contribute to that win, especially in a moment like that. Being a freshman, uh, a lot of freshmen dream of moments like that, but I don't think are really ready for those moments. So me being able to step up um, makes me feel great. Uh, last few questions to Ben. A little bit more about you uh, away from the field. If you've got a day to do nothing, like Dad says, you could take off. You worked hard, to, you know, last five, six days or something like that. Um, what might you do if you got a day to do nothing? What might fans go? Wow, Otis Anderson likes doing what? Do you have any hobbies outside of working hard and playing football? I mean, give me something that you do that you like doing. Um, I play a game, so I'm a gamer. When, whenever I get time to play, um, for some reason I catch on the games quickly. So. Uh, I've been playing Call of Duty on my days off um, and Madden. So those are two things that I love. Um, I take those games, like, not very serious, but those are, like, competitive games that you just want to be able to win, um, especially Call of Duty because you're dropped in the lobby with 150 other people. So what? Okay, now, now, now among your teammates, what's – What's more trash talking, being good at Call of Duty or on the practice field of football? That's it. It's a, it's a close race. It's a close it's race. Close, right? Um, yeah, it's, it's very close. Yeah. Who's uh Who's the best Call of Duty player and Madden player on the team? You can't name yourself. Uh, Call of Duty. Uh, that's tough. That's tough because I think the specialists are slept on a lot. So. Uh, Curvin and Alex Ward, I really think that they're slept on because they honestly may be the smartest players on the team. So they might have a, a great <laughs> grasp of a concept that we don't have yet for that game. So they might know certain tricks to be able to win. Cheat so, codes, right? They're cheat codes, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Especially, especially in Call of Duty. But um, if it comes down to to Madden, I think I would say Eric Gilliard. Yeah. Eric Gilliard is – he's a beast on matter. You got a uh, – do you have, like, a favorite candy or snack? I, I, I ask players this all the time. I'm kind of curious. Is that, like, your go-to? Let me have some of that. Um, I don't really – I'm not really too big on candy or or, uh, or chocolate. But when I do, if I ever have a craving for just sugar, um, I think I'll go I'll go get sour punch straws. Nice. i get a blueberry sour punch so then I'll, I'll probably eat the whole pack before I even get five miles down the road. And then after that, I'm good for another two, three weeks. 
Um, before we wrap it up, um, you know, you guys going to get a chance to come back on campus soon, uh, probably begin to, 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 you know, types of workouts. And like I said, we'll, you know, we'll get to the season um, at some point. What's your thoughts? I mean, obviously, this is the last go-round for you. So, so I know the team goals come first, but um, give fans an idea what they can look forward to seeing when it comes to you when we get on the field in 2020 that, uh, that you want to show. Um, so pretty much I want to show consistency. Um, I think I've been showing it, but I want to show it on a bigger scale. I want to be able to put up more numbers because um, I think that will help the team as well. So if I can come out, I think I had uh, somewhere around 1,400 all-purpose yards last year. If I can get that up to 17 to 2,000, um, that's the biggest goal I have for me personally. Um, I'm not really too big on touchdowns that will come. But, um, yeah, if I can get the 17 to 2,000 all-purpose yards, that would be, that'd be a, a great number that I set in the stone. When's the, uh, when's the new TikTok video coming out? Um, give me about... Uh, I'll give it a week or two. I'm not going oh, to make it come out early. Oh, this sounds like a lot of planning here. Uh, yeah, a week yeah. or two. Wow. Yeah, it's a lot of planning. You're setting a high bar, though. You got to deliver this. better be really good now. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got it. I got it. All right. Hey, oh, thanks for doing this, man. Really appreciate it. Stay safe. And I know on, on behalf of Night Nation, we look forward to seeing you and the guys out there really soon. So thanks a lot, man. Thank you for having me. Hey, big thanks to Otis Anderson for uh, joining us. Um, you know, you think about the Knights the last few years, and Otis came here as a freshman and, and right into it, as he said, uh, 2017. He, he thought about that big touchdown, uh, you know, against USF. And uh, now to think he's a senior. And, man, what a big year lies ahead for Otis, that incredible depth that UCF has in running backs. So, uh, and, and he looks thick. Otis looks like he's put on some muscle right there. So think of the big year that lies ahead for him. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, uh, we appreciate uh, all of you tuning in for our chat today with Otis Anderson. Big thanks to Dan Porcello behind the scenes for making all of it happen. Until next time, Mark Daniels saying, good night, Charge on.